0: Hello, everyone. My name is Rick, Rick van Bruggen from Neo Technology, And here we are again, uh, recording a Neo4j Graph Database podcast. And it's a bit of a special podcast today because uh, it's a bit of an experiment because I've got two people on the phone uh, nowadays, and uh, today. Um, Luke Gannon and Peter Cayot. Um, both of them are consultants at Neo, but uh, I'd like them to introduce themselves. So Luke, why don't you
1: start? Hi, Rick. Uh, yeah, so I, I joined Neo back in May. Uh, I came from a big SI. Um, been working in the graph database space for what, a month now, and it's been good fun working with Neo. Super. Wow. Okay. So, so you you you've been using it for how long now, Luke? So I've I've been playing around with Neo for about just over a year, year and a half. Um, I, I came across it when I was. Back in the dark days of using MongoDB, I was looking at other solutions and came across Neo. And it's safe to say I've never looked back. Oh, wow, okay, cool.
0: And then the other person on the, on this Skype call is Peter Caillou, you know, uh, and I'm sure I'm mispronouncing his name again. And some of you may uh, know Peter because he did a
2: presentation at GraphConnect uh, San Francisco last October, hi, Peter. So, hi, Rick, hi, Luke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I joined Neo uh, two months ago in April. I used to work for TomTom, Tom, uh, where we heavily used Neo4j to do um, map quality analysis. So I'm, I've been using Neo4j now for two, three years, let's say. Uh, uh, and I'm happy I joined Neo4j. Super cool. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll put the links to the, the GraphConnect talk uh,
0: on the blog post that goes with this podcast so people can take a look at it and, and they can try to pronounce TomTom a little bit uh, better. right? <laughs> 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 Very good. So, guys, um, let me just ask you. You know, how do you, you know how did you guys get into graphs? So, look, you're already um, uh, talking about it a little bit, uh, but how did you get into it, and why did you get into it? Could you could you explain that a little bit more? Um, start with you again, Luke, if that's okay.
1: Yeah, that's, that's fine. Um, so, I, I started using uh, graphs to kind of model connected data for uh, a secret squirrel client at the time. Um, they they had lots of uh, data that, that needed to be connected and to traverse it pretty quick and to be able to apply um, quite complex queries over billions of nodes, effectively. Um, and, th- and that's how I kind of got to working with NEO, learning more about the product, seeing the wonders that Cypher can do. Um, and yeah, I don't really know what else to say. So so were you trying to solve a particular problem is what I'm hearing. Uh, you know, it was a particular problem that you needed to
0: solve and then you start looking for it and, and found NEO, is that... Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. The, the, the problem actually ar- uh, Arised from um, when trying to load uh, a relational database and try and keep it like a graph store. Um, it, it doesn't work. We, we know this. If you're constantly doing uh, hash-like sets across t- massive tables of billions of entries, you kind of uh, you, you're going to hit some limitations instantly. Yeah, yeah. And what about you, Peter? You know, how did you uh, first learn about Neo? Uh,
2: so. Um, a routable network, or actually a map, is is, is a perfect fit for a graph. Uh, so you have uh, where you model the nodes as intersections and the the, the roads in between them as uh, the the relationships uh, effectively. So so we we had a problem that we um, need to do real time analysis or impact analysis actually on our database. Uh, so map editor was is continuously editing the map and he wants to have some fast feedback if the uh, the map is still connected. So it's a very complex query to, be, to execute on a SQL database. So we had the idea to, to transform our data into a graph, uh, and uh, that was very effective to solve the problem in a graph way. But even better was that we could persist it in a graph database. So we could keep it in an asset way. We could persist the data and uh, go back in time how our graph looked in, uh, in history and execute that same question over again. So that means no more conversions from you know you know some kind of tabular format into graph and back and all of that kind of stuff. Is that is that? Um, oh, we cut ca- TomTom keeps them quiet. TomTom actually keeps them in sync, so there are different representations of the data. So, but it's a perfect fit to do the complex queries um, they need to do. Okay. Yeah. Understand. Understand. Cool. So um, I
0: wanted to ask you guys something because you guys have been with Neo now for about two, three months, and you know that's actually something I really wanted to dig into a little bit. You know, what's it like to, for, to work in this industry? You're both young guys, and you're coming from you know different backgrounds. You know, but what's your experience been like? You know, working for Neo, working in this domain uh, for the past couple of months. And I'll, I'll go back to Peter for now. For now.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Changing I the thought, order. <laughs> I thought I would get some time to think about this. question. No, not <laughs> this time. No, no, no. Um, so what I really like about it is that we we, we see so many um, cool companies out there, the the really hot and cool ones um, that would would like to use our product for all different kinds of use cases. Uh, some of them are banks, others are. Um, 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 Journals like papers that that want to make recommendations to to their readers, all kind of different use cases, um, and it's very intriguing me. It 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 really gets my attention over and over again.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's very very diverse, right? I mean, it's very diverse and, and
2: anywhere, and all hot topics, right? They're all cool stuff to work on. Yeah, I yeah. agree
1: with Peter. Peter's got it. The the sorry, the nail on the head there. Um, when, when you see some of our people that are coming to us and to find, wanting to find out more about Neo, that they could be anywhere within their life cycle from inception and idea to um, trying to solve a problem. And learning more about those domains actually what keeps us quite interested and in how to apply it within a graph is even more spectacular. Super cool, yep. So I'll ask
0: one more question, you know, actually two questions in one question, Uh, you know, what's your, what's your favorite or your least favorite uh, feature of Neo4j right now? You know, what what do you like best and what do you think needs most most work right now? Peter,
1: tell me (laughs) Um... surprise questions. I like those. Hey, Peter, you know what you do want to get sorted soon? Uh, the indexes, that problem.
2: Ah, yeah, indeed. Uh, that's just <laughs> an issue we, we had. So we, we, we have currently, we have schema indexes. Yep. And if you make a schema index on a, a, a property, which is an array, you can't do uh, an individual item lookup. So, for example, if you have middle names, uh, Rick, Chris, uh, and Peter, as an array property and you would like to find all persons that are have a middle name Rick, uh, the index doesn't leverage uh, um, uh, the separate items, it only uses the exact array. So that's a, a, a feature I would like to see soon because yep. I, th- I think it's very powerful, next to, of course, to um, much more um, um, stringish-like or uh, regular expression-like uh, queries, mm-hmm. well, indexes. Um, it's amazing how you delve into something really nitty bitty gritty and detailed yes. <laughs> like that. That
1: <laughs> uh, was a topic we, we were discussing yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, actually right before the call. Um, yeah, yeah. We, we have to put a disclaimer out. You can do it using the legacy indexes. Yes, yes. you can actually do it. It, okay. a... <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But it. But I think everyone agrees that
0: the you know the schema indexes probably need some more work uh, in the FJ, right? So uh, I think
2: that's a good one. And what do you like best, uh, Peter? Um, so what I like the best, you, from. <laughs> you know, I've, I, I actually got it, and I've got it. It's it's not needy greedy detail. Um, what I like about Neo4j is um, the way how it brings uh, your code to your data. So in in typical applications, you have, for example, you have a SQL server, and then you have an application running on a separate machine, which is actually uh, sending data over the wire continuously by the fact that we have a Cypher language, which is very declarative and very smart, but also other APIs we have, you can actually execute your questions close to your data, actually where the data is. Uh, For example, in Cypher, we have a shorter spot, um, as an example, where you can traverse the data directly where the data is. And that's, I think, one of the, uh, the most wonderful features we have in E4J. Super cool. I think it's very much related to the, uh, to, you know, the modeling power
0: of the graph, right? And that, 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 you know, you don't have all these transformations that are going on anymore. It's just you model reality as it is almost, uh, uh, okay. Luke, what about you? You know, uh, pick, pick a most wonderful and
1: uh, least wonderful feature. So what I love is, um, the traceability and, uh, of Cypher effectively. When, when you're kind of building a query, um, I don't know if you guys remember from back in the SQL days of trying to work out where one calculation's going wrong or where you're trying to do your joins and things like that. Just looking how you can model with Cypher that that query, um, it makes it so much easier to kind of work out where you're going wrong. I'm, I'm sure you kind of know this one, Rick, from seeing all your posts in the Cypher uh, Genius bar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Well, laughs>
0: I I like to get my hands dirty, and yeah, so sometimes they're covered with mud.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, my my least favorite thing. Oh, I I want to see some more visualizations. That's what I want to see. Yeah.
0: Some more more, yeah. more 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 uh, more more interactive uh, visual querying
1: stuff like that. Is that yeah. You know... Yeah, like I, I, we've got like Popato, which is uh, one of the open source projects which people can use with Neo. Yeah. Um, and that, that kind of allows you to visually uh, query the database and it builds your Cypher for you. But yeah. I'd, I'd like to see that brought into the main stack, for instance, um, which would be awesome if, if users could literally drag their different node types onto the screen and say, build me my Cypher, query my data. Yeah. Um, it would be make time uh, people go into production quicker, I think. We've had a bunch of other people uh, on this podcast series, uh, you know, from uh, from
0: Link Couriers, from uh, Prologram. Uh, that I, I've been talking about visualization. It's such a it's such an interesting topic, and there's so much work to do there. It's a it's a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Cool, guys. Well, I, I think we'll wrap up the, this recording for now. Uh, thank you for coming online. I really appreciate it. Uh, it was great having you. Uh, as guests, and I'm sure there will be lots of other opportunities to uh, see you guys at work on stage at one of the meetups, Graph Connect, whatever, right? Thanks a lot. Appreciate it.
2: Well, thank you, Rick.
0: Cheers, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Hey.